Hey, welcome to the Christ Fellowship Podcast. This is Derek. Man, we are in a series that I'm really excited about. It is a series called Hearing God. We believe it's one of the graces that God has given our church is to help people not only learn, but to discern the voice of God in everyday life. And so today we're going to open up the scriptures and we're going to look at how the scriptures show us that God speaks, what he speaks about, how should we ask him, and then really like, how do we filter out, was this God or was that my burrito last night? And so, man, grab your Bible, grab some notes, and we're going to dig into hearing God's voice today. God bless you. And as we were uh, singing that song, I don't know, that song just moves. Anybody else in this room, like, do you you feel like, man, it's like, wow, and I I just have this picture uh, Jason, you mentioned your little girls, and I was picturing a little kid uh, standing in this massive, um, like, triple seven, 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 Boeing, seven, seven, just flying over top. And you know little kids, like, when they see a plane the first time, they're like, wow, like, that's wild. And they're like, this amazement. Um, I felt like the Lord was just inviting us to um, return to that kind of wonder with him. That it's like, wow, Lord, you spoke the world into existence. We, we say that and we like, but like, can we just take a moment and think about that? Like that's the power of his words. Or, or, or as a song, then the second verse, it talks about how he breathed life into creation. Animals and insects. And then at the height of his creation, he, he breathed into humanity face to face. Wow, what kind of God is that? And I love how it transitions and it talks about salvation and how a word of the Lord, how it can take a billion failures and make them disappear. Anybody else so grateful for that? Oh my goodness. Like, can we just stand in awe for a moment like of the Lord? And here's the thing. None of that song has anything to do with your works. (laughs) As the scriptures say to me, where were you when God made creation? Where were you when he brought salvation? Where were you? No, no, so in today, like, just my prayer is, and I just want to pray that over us, that we would grow in awe and wonder and that childlike amusement and be like, wow, God, you are that good. Wow, you're that great. That would be restored. And so I just want to pray that over our church this morning for those joining us online. If that's your desire, if you're like, man, I've, I've gotten a little... You know, God's become almost normal, commonplace for me. Who he is and what he's done has become kind of mundane. Maybe today, just we need a fresh infusion of the spirit to to help us to stand in awe and wonder at the majesty, the beauty, the power, the grandeur of God. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would right now, as, as we stand as a community, We sing this beautiful song filled with truth and songs about your faithfulness, songs about you moving in power. Lord, I just bless our community to not not settle for a God that we know so well we're not standing in awe of you. On behalf of this community, we just ask for forgiveness where we've tried to Put you in your, your box and we like the pretty little Jesus that's in a corner that we can control and, and we just say Lord we recognize today that you have never been under our control 
that you don't fit in any box. We may try to put you there, but you don't fit in a box. And so we just say today, Lord, we want to be in awe and wonder of you. Who you are, what you've done, what you've done for me. And so why don't you just take a moment and just make that really personal, that, that God became man and he died on a cross for you. what you've done, no matter what your story is coming in here today, with one word, he wipes away our failures. With one death, he reconciles the whole creation to himself. Wow, what an amazing thought. So Lord, today I pray as we open up the scriptures, as we lean into your spirit, being our teacher today, that you would blow up any boxes that we put, tried to put you in, that we would be willing to allow walls to be torn down, maybe where we put up walls to you. And we just say, uh, lead us into truth that sets us free and leads us to life. I bless this community to do that. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen, amen. Go ahead and find a seat if you can. If you can't stand awkwardly, I don't know why I said that, but anyhow, um, there's plenty of seats. If you need a seat, we've got one for you. I want to welcome you. Uh, welcome to 2024. It's good to be with you. I know I met a couple guests a little bit earlier. If you're a guest, welcome. Our prayer is that you would experience the love of God and his presence today. We try to be a really simple church. We're learning how to recognize God and then adjust and align to be part of what he's doing, what he's saying. And so it is good, 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 good to be here with you guys. Uh, last weekend, I thought Jamie brought an incredible word as we started off this series. Uh, last week, I was actually in Memphis. I had no idea how long the state of Tennessee is. Is anybody else like, I've never driven, I've never been in Memphis, don't really care to go back if I'm honest, but that was a long drive. I felt like I could have gone like through five states. So anyhow, I went to Memphis with my daughter. She had a volleyball tournament. And uh, the first night we get there, it's, it's raining, it's dark, and we're trying to find some food. We're staying in downtown Memphis, and we're turning around. We went to a place, and we had reservations, and, and we drive by, and nobody's there. And so I quickly got on the app and said, cancel that reservation. That's kind of weird. I don't want to be the only people there. And so now we're driving around downtown, and I make a left turn off the main street, and uh, I'm not sure where I'm going. I'm just looking around, and, and it, the street dead ends, and what it dead, it in, dead ended into was the Lorraine Motel. Hmm. Now, if you know anything about history, and specifically this weekend what's happening, the Lorraine Motel is where Mount Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and killed. So it's raining. It's dark. I've seen this picture, the iconic you know, signage that's on the hotel. I've seen that picture in textbooks. I've heard stories about it, but there was something when I got in my car with my daughter, I'm looking at the motel right there in front of me, that, that something set in, and it, it was this reality, that um, evil hates righteousness. That not all good things are accepted and that there's a high cost to unity. And as we take this time this weekend, and specifically tomorrow, as we have Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, holiday, and, and actually tomorrow is his birthday, which is why it's on this time of year, but it's actually his birthday tomorrow, uh, I would encourage you to do two things. I would encourage you to, number one, um, consider 
how um, are you not only loving your neighbor, but how are you loving your enemies? It's deeply biblical, right? And then I would have you ask this question. As we have this holiday and we all, you know, many of us have, not all, but many of us have the day off and we just enjoy that. And, you know, it's probably gonna be snowing like crazy, hopefully, all that stuff. But, but then take a, not only how are we loving our enemies, but take a moment and say, man, how am I cultivating unity in my family, on my street, at my place of work, in our greater community? I think that's how we honor the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr., not just with a holiday or with words, but actually considering, man, how, how do I lean into the things that he was hopeful for? How do I lean into that? And so I would encourage you to take some time tomorrow to, to reflect and to consider how, how do we cultivate hope and unity in our own community? Um, we're in this series that's, that's called Hearing God, and, uh, and I love that. You know, the purpose of, of the church, the church entity of itself, is not to be a social club, it's not to be a, a business, it's not to be an organization. The, the essence, the, the purpose, one of the primary purposes, there's several purposes, but one of the purposes of the church is to um, teach and equip the people of God to continue the works of Jesus. Now, that's what we believe, that's the vision of our church, to equip and empower individuals to be everything that God designed them to be. And so that, that word that could sum that up is really the church at its core is meant to be um, part of discipleship of humanity. That's really what we're supposed to do. And discipleship is really simple. It's a churchy word, but that, that word literally means to teach to be like in every way. And so we're not teaching you to be like Derek, that would be a cult, that's really weird. You're, we're teaching you, and I'm learning, how to think, act, and talk like who? Jesus, right? And as we look at Jesus' life and we say, man, how did he go about that? How, how did the one who came to model humanity, how did he do that? Well, one of the primary things that I think that Jesus was trying to convey and trying to teach his followers was, was how to be aware of God and then respond to him with a yes, with obedience, and so as a church, man, we, we feel like God's given us a grace and he's really given us a mandate to help people to, to discern and recognize the voice of God in their own life. To not just lean on a couple leaders that can hear. That's, that gets real weird real quick if it's just a couple people can hear. But, but how do we as a church grow in all of us to learn how to discern the voice of God, listen to the Lord, and then to say yes to him. And so as we start the year, we're like, man, we want to start the year. We want to lean into the voice of God. We want to start our fast by saying, God, we want to be more aware of you. We don't want to just go through our day and just be busy. And at the end of the day, say, what happened? No, no, we want to be aware of the God that's with us all the time. And so hearing God, his voice is, is extremely important to this community. And, and I feel like God's given us the grace and, and, and the ability and resources to help people locally and also globally begin to recognize and discern and hear his voice clearly. Uh, one of our anchor passages for this series is, is Jeremiah 33.3. 3. I think it's going to be on the screen here. Jeremiah 33.3. 3. It says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. This is God speaking. He says, call to me, ask me questions, come running to me. Have a conversation with me. And he says, then I will not answer you. No, 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 that's not what it says. 
Then you have to try to figure out how to read my mind. No, 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 it doesn't say that. It says, no, when you call to me, when you come with questions, this is what I'll do. I'll hear you and I will actually respond to you. I will tell you, I will speak to you things that you don't even know about yet. Things that haven't been uncovered, I, I will tell you, I, I will show you, I will reveal these things to you. And so the, the, the core, what, what I love about this is, is that the Bible makes it clear that God speaks. Like, like you, you don't, like you would be really lucky to open up this book anywhere and find more than a page or two or maybe three where God is not somewhere engaging with humanity in some kind of conversation. And so the whole of this Bible, which, which we love the scriptures here, we lift them up, we, we come under their authority, we, we see the scriptures, like one of the main things that the scripture is telling us is that God is not silent, he speaks. And actually it's, it's, it's one of the things that separates God with a capital G from all the little G's, all the idols and all the false gods, whatever it is, money, sex, whatever it is, like, like what separates the one true God from all those little G's is that the one true God not only hears us, but he speaks to us. And Jesus comes on the scene and he reiterates this truth. I love the passage in John 10. It's the beautiful picture where Jesus is talking about he's the shepherd and, and there's also a thief that doesn't come through the front door, but he sneaks in and and he's, he's talking about a, a flock of sheep and how, how they don't listen to the thief, but they listen to the shepherd. And then he says this in, in John 10, verse 27. He says, the sheep hear my what? Okay, y'all have a voice. Come on now. My, my sheep hear my what? My voice. And Jesus says, I know them and they follow me. Jesus wasn't talking about literal sheep, right? He, he was talking about his followers. That's, that's you and me, like those that would come to faith and begin to follow the way of Jesus, the truth of Jesus. And so he says, my sheep, my people, they hear my voice and they recognize my voice over the voice of the thief because there are multiple voices. There are. They recognize my voice over the thief, and then they don't just listen and say, that's nice to know. No, and then they come into agreement. They follow me. They come into obedience. They submit. They yield to me. Later on, Jesus, right before he's, he's taken by the guards and before he's put on trial, before he's killed in John 16, Jesus gives us another picture. He, he, he's making this really clear. Now, remember, this is the Bible saying this. I, I love this. Jesus says, listen, guys, uh, I'm going to be leaving here in a, in a couple days, and uh, I know it's surpri going to surprise you, but it's actually going to be better that I leave. Can you imagine like, like hearing those words? Like you've been with Jesus three years, and he's like, guys, it's coming to the end. I'm going to leave. He said, it's, it's to your advantage that I go back to be with the Father, because when I go back to be with the Father, here's what's going to happen. The Father's going to send who? the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is now going to be with you. He said, and that's to your advantage that you would have the Spirit of God versus just the manifest incarnation God in Jesus Christ himself. It's better to have the Spirit of God that's all places at all times. And so he's, he's talking about the Spirit of God, and then he gets to verse 12. He says, he says this. It's very interesting. Jesus says this. He says, I still have many things to say to you. I love that Jesus, he like makes it clear, like I'm speaking to you, I've got so many more things to say to you, but look what it says. He says, he says, you cannot bear them now, you're not ready for them. 
I feel like that's a word for all humanity, not just the disciples, that, that God has so many things. Jesus is saying, I have so many things for, to tell you, but you're not ready for them now. He says, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will what? Speak. Oh. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that is mine, all the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So all of the scriptures from Old Testament, we see story after story about God meeting Adam and Eve, man, walking in the garden, talking to God. Uh, Adam naming the animals with God, hearing God. We, we see Noah, we see Moses, we see David, we see the prophets. We see all these men and women who had this interaction with God. And, and then we get to Jesus, and Jesus says, listen, I only say what I hear the Father saying. So he's modeling a human being that's connected to the Father by the Spirit. He's modeling for us what a real human being was meant to be like. And he says, I only say what I hear the Father saying. <laughs> And then he says, listen, there's some things I want to tell you, but you're not ready yet. But when the spirit of God comes, he will speak to you all that's in my heart to tell you. And now we, on this side of the cross and resurrection, we have the grace and the gift that we get to live with the spirit of God. And I want to tell you, the spirit of God still speaks. The spirit of God still speaks. And in order to follow Jesus, what he says is we've got to learn, we've got to make it a, a, a priority to be a student of his voice, to learn his ways, the way he speaks, the way he talks. And, and what I, I, I believe and, and what I think all of us would agree to is that communication is the basis for every relationship, every healthy relationship, you know, there's a couple, you know, primary uh, rub points when it comes to marriages. Um, you know, a lot of times when people meet and we do counseling or coaching or we have people get connected with counselors, there's a couple core things, you know. Uh, it's typically either sex, which is important, or communication. It's typically one of the two things, right? And, um, and communication, I think we would all recognize the power of it. So just think for a moment, you and your spouse are living in the same house, you're interacting, but we said, you can't talk for a year. Some of you are like, wow, that would be great. No, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> don't go there. If that's the case, reach out for help. We need to help in that. But, <laughs> but imagine your relationship. You're still around them, but you're unable to talk to them. How many of us know that God is around us, but if we don't talk to him, there's only a depth of our relationship that can go with him. Or think about your boss. If you're like, hey, like you work with this person every day, but for the next month, you can't say a word and they can't speak to you. Oh, man. And so communication is, is vital of importance, right? It's the basis. It's the, it's the framework. It's the foundation of, of any good relationship. And, and I don't know about you, but, but communication doesn't just look one way, right? Like, like, if Kate and I are in a conversation, that's one way. But how many of you know sometimes um, when your spouse is talking to you, they may be saying one thing, but their body language is saying another thing. Anybody else ever had that happen? Um, there's lots of ways to communicate. So whether it's our words, whether it's our body language. You know, I'm a very demonstrative. Kate and I are both very passionate communicators. And so we use our hands and we use our face. And sometimes we tell our 
kids and ourselves, hey, remind your face that you're happy. Anybody else ever have to do that, right? Because what? Our face communicates things, right? So there's verbal and there's nonverbal communication and, and they're relaying things. They're communicating. Well, here's the thing about God. He doesn't just communicate in one way. Like there are so many ways that God communicates. And so today I, I want to just give you a list. I, and I've actually kind of leaned in my engineering background. I've got several lists and, and some we're going to go through faster than others for today. Because my hope today is to give us a foundation and, and to give you permission and to encourage you to allow, um, to allow, I just have a picture like Peter in the boat, like allow the boat to go a little farther to go a little deeper in your walk with the Lord today. That, that's what I wanna encourage you. I wanna ex- exhort you to say, wow, may, maybe God wants to engage with me in this way. And so, so I, I wanna give you a list of, of ways that, in the sh- that we see that God speaks in, in common ways. And the first one is, shouldn't surprise any of you, you're in a church, right? Uh, the first way that we see, the primary way that God speaks is through the Bible. Can somebody say amen to that, right? Like God, this, this is an incredible, incredible resource that God has given us. He has given us this book and the Holy Spirit has inspired it. He has, he has, he has put it and woven it into to various writers, human beings, writers, and, and then they put it into words. And then at some point, the words were then captured and put on page. And so we, at this church, you need to hear this if you're, if you're visiting, we love the scriptures. Can somebody say amen to that? Like, we love the Bible. We believe that, man, it leads us to life and godliness, and it has, speaks into our life. And, and when we have something we're going through and, and we disagree with the Bible, guess who's not right? Me right? And so we love the scripture. And, and what I love about the scripture is, is, is it's filled with God speaking. Like page after page after page is, is God speaking to you and I. And I would encourage you, if, if you're like figuring out this whole learning, leaning to God's voice and trying to figure out, does God speak? Um, I think you would be remiss if you didn't begin with the one clear way that we'd have God speaking, which is his word. And I know it seems daunting sometimes to open this book up. Um, There were seasons in my life where I would just read and I'd be like, what did I just read? Oh my goodness, I don't get it. And there was times in my life I read out of obligation. Anybody else ever been there? I got to do it. I got to check it off, right? The pastor told me, got to stay in good graces. And so we would just do it. And and, and so here, here's what I found about hearing God's voice when I read the scripture is, is this book is not meant to be read like a textbook. There's a lot of really smart seminary and high up college professors that approach this book like a textbook and they can tell you a lot about this book, but their heart is void of love. The way we approach this book is not to say, I need to get the right and wrong. I need to get like the text, like what is it? No, no, the, the way we uh, approach this book is we read it relationally. This is how there's power. It's, it's not just I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna read it. No, I'm reading this book with the one who wrote the book. How many of you know it's way more powerful if I was to sit down with the author and read the book with the author? I'd be like, oh, that's what you meant. Oh, that's what that thing. And so when we read this book, we're like, God, I should have more curiosity in this book. And, and as I'm reading, it's like, wow, what does that mean, God? And let me pray about that. God, you say this here, like, I don't understand that. Will you help me understand? So, so this book is an amazing Amazing way that God speaks to us, but it happens relationally. It happens as we feast on the word with the Holy Spirit, the word that he gave us. But what I love about the word, and as we read the word, is that the Bible actually teaches us 
how God speaks. One of the primary ways that God speaks through the Bible actually shows us that God speaks in lots of different ways. And, and here's the, the truth that I was rallying around this, this week is that the Bible never limits God's communication to humanity to text on a page. And I know we have lots of backgrounds. We've, we've got people from all kinds of denominations, some faith backgrounds, some no faith backgrounds, and, and lots of different even theological uh, places and, and points. And, and I love that about our church. It, it's beautiful, the unity, even in disagreement. I love that. But, but what we believe here is, is, is that, that the Bible actually, yes, it's the word of God. It's how God speaks to us. But, but the Bible actually opens up a lot of different ways that God speaks. It actually doesn't hinder God to say, you can only speak through the Bible. That, that, the Bible actually never says that. And so we as a people were like, wow, we love the scriptures. And one of the things I love about the scriptures is like God speaks in lots of different ways. And so I want to show you a couple today that are in the scriptures. Uh, the second one that, that we love to lean into as a community is, is that God speaks through prayer. All throughout the scriptures, people are having conversations with God, not just monologues, telling God what we need, what, why we want it. He loves that too, but, but it moves from just God, I need this, I want this, to God, what do you think about this? God, what should I be asking for in this situation? See, there's a maturity in our prayer life where it's not just dictating to God, God, I want this, I need this, I need this, I need this. No, it's like, God, here's my needs. Here's the things you told me to, to lay that before you. And so I'm gonna do that. But here's the thing, I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna have a dialogue, not just a monologue. So God, what do you want me to know about this situation? What do you want me to know about my spouse that I'm not very happy with right now? It's a great question to ask in a marriage. God, what do you want me to know about this boss that is, man, he is driving me crazy. God, what do you want me to know about my anger? Mm, that probably hits home for some of us. God, what do you want me to know about my depression? God, what do you want me to know? See, this is a beautiful prayer. And we see time and time again through the Bible that God speaks in this way. So we have the scriptures, we've, we've got prayer. And the other common one, one of the other common ones we see in the Bible is through visions and dreams. I can't, I mean, just think about all the times that somebody has a vision or has a dream in the Bible and God communicates. And I just want to encourage you that um, God still speaks that way. Um, you know, one of the most profound moments in my life where I really turned away from a, a lifestyle of darkness and sin was in a worship gathering in my mid-20s. And I have this kind of moment where the Lord showed me some things. And I wasn't like in a trance. It wasn't like weird, like, like don't make things weird. God's not weird. We are sometimes, but he's not weird. And so I had this kind of moment where I was seeing some things. And that momentary vision that I had in a worship service, it, it, it caused me to turn to the Lord. And so I just want to open up like your idea of like, how could God speak to me? Could he, could he give me a vision? Yeah, actually, he's, he's pretty good at that in the Bible. W would God possibly speak to me in a dream? Actually, there's a lot of the Bible where God's speaking to people in dreams. And so, so we want to be a people that are open to that. We actually even have a, a class that Kim teaches and some others that, that help us discern our, our dreams. And like, man, is, is this God or is this the pizza I had last night? Like, we should ask those questions, right? Like, but we don't want to just chalk it up to like, that wasn't God. We should ask the questions like, God, is, are you in this? Are you trying to communicate something to me? So God speaks in visions and dreams all throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible. The next one is circumstances. 
I don't know if you've ever uh, taken uh, the, the Bible study, uh, Experiencing God. Remember that? I think that's what it's called, Experiencing God by Blackaby. One of the first studies I ever did uh, with a group of people. And, and one of the things that he says is that God speaks through circumstances. In circumstances, like we just sang about, uh, we learn about the faithfulness of God. God communicates even in the situation, I'm going to be faithful. In the circumstance, Derek, you're enough. Like, I believe in you. Like, I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. And so God can speak through our circumstances. He also speaks through other people. Like, the Bible's filled with that. Like, you can't go very far and see that God isn't speaking through somebody to somebody else. And, and, and I'm sure in your life you've had that. Not just a pastor on stage, but friends and mentors and coaches and teachers. And God has ordained different people in our life to speak things in our life. And so God, for sure sometimes speaks through other people. And, and the last one here, but there's many, many more, but just the last one for today's time, is that he also speaks through our mind and our ma- imagination. When I set my mind on God and when I ask a question, like we should be aware that sometimes God will actually speak to us through that. It's not just a verbal, audible voice, right? This, this is why I, I love the passage, 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the what? Mind of Christ. Isn't that good news? We have the mind of Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, then we can know the thoughts of Christ. Think about that. So, so many times I'm, I'm with people and they're trying to figure out the voice of God. And they're like, is this God or is this me? And I said, well, maybe it's both. Like you have the mind of Christ. And so when I ask God the question, like God, you know, um, I don't know, think of any question. God, should, should, I, should I forgive my wife? A great question. Never happens for me. It's usually the other way around. But God, should I forgive my wife? And, and you have this thought, man, I should buy her flowers. Could that be God? Oh, your wife's saying, yes, it is. But could it be? Why? Because you and I, we don't act like it most of the time. We, we don't live like it. We definitely want to like downgrade what we have. But listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, the spirit of God, not just on you, but in you, listen, you have the mind of Christ. Therefore, you can know the thoughts of God. Isn't that incredible? That means as you mature in your faith, listen, your thoughts and God's thoughts should become more and more aligned. Ooh, isn't that good news? Like, ah, come on now. And so God speaks in lots of different ways, many ways. But what I also want you to do, and I want to expand your, your understanding of God's voice, is that he's not limited to talking about overtly spiritual things. You're like, what would God talk about? Well, he'd probably talk about a sermon on Sunday morning. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I hope he does. I hope he reminds you and, and challenges you and stretches you and encourages you through the words that you hear on a Sunday morning. But, but God's not limited to that. Here's a list of things. I'm going to go through these kind of quickly because I want to get to this last part here, but, but what does God talk about? Well, well, the things we see in the scriptures and, and the things I've experienced in my own life is he loves to talk about his thoughts and his perspective. He's great for, with me telling him, God, this is what I think. <laughs> and then he, I feel like sometimes he pats me on the head. Oh, that's so good, man. Let me tell you what I think. Let me tell you my perspective. Now, you think everybody's against you. Listen, I'm for you. Who can be against you, Darren? And so, so God speaks about his thoughts and his perspective. He, he talks about his desires for you, for your family, for your marriage, for your company, for the place you work, for our community, for our region. God wants to tell us about his desires. He wants to tell us about who he is. 
Like he is very secure in who he is and he wants us to know who God is. And so oftentimes, even in the scripture, this is who, this is who I am. I am that I am. I'm your savior. I'm your protector. I'm your provider. And so God, in our, our, our moments of, of confusion, in our moments where the lies are swirling, in our moments of everything's falling apart, oftentimes the voice of the Lord isn't into the circumstance. It's saying, this is who I am. Remember, I'm faithful. Remember, I'm faithful. And so he reminds us who he is. And then one of the things that I love and so powerful for my life is, is not just that God tells me who he is, but he reminds me who I am. Anybody else ever forget who you are? Like anybody else, you're like, wake it up. I'm good. Like I'm a child of God. I get there two hours and I'm like, I don't even know if I know God. Anybody else like believe? Like, like that's how quickly we go from being confident in who we are to be like, wow, I need to be somebody else. And what I found in my own life is, is when I come to the Lord in prayer, right? We should come with expectation that I'm going to hear the Lord. And when I have fear, when I have doubts, when I have questions, and I come back to the Lord and say, God, man, I, I know you're faithful. Okay, I know you're faithful. Will you remind me, what do you say about me? And let me tell you, when you get your identity from God, wow, you can do anything. You can be persistent. You can persevere. You can be patient. You can, but, but having the voice of God remind us Derek, this is who you are. Man, it changes everything. And so God speaks who we are. One that you would see, obviously, is, is God speaks about ministry strategy all throughout the Bible. He's like, this is the strategy, guys, about, about the kingdom coming. This is what it's going to look like. And so in our lives, like, what would it look like to see your workplace change and the kingdom of, kingdom of God come? Like, God has strategy for that. But not just ministry strategy. What we also see in the scripture is that God has leadership strategy. God has leadership strategy. That means that if you're in a position of influence, which almost every single one of us is in some way or fashion, God wants to speak into your life about your leadership, how to lead, how to lead your family, how to lead yourself, how to lead at your work, even if you're not in a position of leadership. What's that look like? What's the strategy look like? God speaks about money and finances. Some of you are like, I don't want to hear it, Lord. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the way God speaks about money leads you to freedom in life. He's not opposed to money. He's opposed to allowing money to be your God, right? And so the Lord always in the scriptures, often in the scriptures and in real life, he wants to talk about our money, our finances. He wants to talk about relationships. And let me just be like Paul. Paul would usually like, he would give a list of things like this, this, and then he, like he gave at the end, he's like, and anything else like it, that's kind of Paul's like MO, like what he does. And so I'm gonna end this list with saying, and God speaks into anything that we need wisdom for. You're like, what about this? Yes. Like, I have a question about this. Yes. I care about this. Would God speak into this? And I would be like, yes, if you need wisdom, that's what James says. Man, if you lack wisdom, come to him and ask. And so we want to be a people that, that recognize that God doesn't just speak into super uber spiritual things, but actually God's voice is available in any area of our life. Now, as we lean into the voice of God, I, I want to make this really clear, is that not every thought or idea or dream is from God. Somebody say amen to that. Not every thought, not every dream, not everything you have in your life is from the Lord. And so as a community, like we need some guardrails. And, and actually, I think the scriptures give us some guardrails to say, man, like not everything is, is actually from heaven. And not everybody that gets up and says, thus saith the Lord. Actually, if they said that here, like run away, like, right? Like, like, like we got to be mindful just because they say that doesn't mean it's from the Lord. And so as a community, like we have some guardrails. What does that look like? And so here, here's some filters to say, man, is this really God speaking to me or is this something else? And these filters actually come from our hearing God class that we're going to be 
having right after this series. So in a couple weeks, you'll be seeing it. If you want to go deeper into the voice of God and hearing his voice and discerning him, uh, I would encourage you. We've had thousand, over a thousand people take the class, life-changing. But here's some filters that I would encourage you. If you're taking notes, write these four things down. How do we know if it's God's voice? Number one, probably most important is, does what I'm sensing line up with the scriptures? Like, like this is the primary way God speaks. And so if I'm hearing something and it doesn't line up the scriptures, I should say, I'm probably hearing different than what's actually God. And I have people come to me sometimes. They're like, hey, listen, this is what I hear like the Lord saying. I should run off away from my spouse and I should run off with this other lady. And I'm like, that's not the Lord, buddy. That's your own desires. Or, hey, should it, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. But I have people do that. And I'm like, no, 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 let this be your filter. Like the first thing you should do, man, is this line up with the scriptures? And if it doesn't, man, go back and ask the Lord again, because it's not from God. I would tell you that every time, man, it's got to align with the scriptures. Number two is, does it line up with the character of God? Does it line up with mercy and grace and love and justice? Justice. Does it line up with his character? The third one is, does it produce good fruit in your life? And maybe not just the immediate fruit, but would it yield fruit five years from now that, it, that it's good? Sometimes it's good to pan out and, and have a bigger perspective. And the last one is one that we typically don't love because sometimes we, we like to do things our own self is, is does what I'm hearing, does my faith community agree? Does my small group say, yeah, man, that, that aligns with the scripture and that aligns with God's heart. Man, there, there is good fruit all over that. Would they agree or would somebody who's following Jesus, would they say, man, I don't, I don't know if that's really the Lord. See, it's the value of community. It's the value of being in life together. And that's why we love community groups or small groups. That's why we love our classes because we get in with each other. And, and honestly, community keeps us from being weird. And I, I said that earlier, but... But like whenever we isolate, and, and you'll see this in, in history, like whenever somebody or a group of people isolate, they get real weird real fast, right? And so in order to not be that people or for you not to be that person, listen, you need community. You need to have somebody say, yep, that's not the Lord. <laughs> this is why. Or hey, you should go back and you should reconsider this. This doesn't sound like it's gonna yield good fruit in your life. And so, so these four filters, man, I, I feel like these help give us some guardrails as we as a community lean into the voice of God. They help us discern, is this really God's voice or is it not? The last scripture I, I wanna leave, leave you with is Isaiah 55 and verse three, and then I wanna pray over you. It says, incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. Man, that's so beautiful. God says, come to me, hear, listen to my voice, that your soul may live. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. And, um, and so I just want to pray a blessing over you that even this week, that you would be more uh, aware of God as we're on this fast together that maybe some of the walls and some of the barriers to God you've put up to say, God, you only do this thing. Maybe this week you'd open yourself up to maybe different ways that God speaks. And so I just want to pray a blessing over you. Lord, I, I thank you that the scriptures are so beautiful and powerful. They lead us to life. They encourage us. They challenge us. They correct us. I love, I, we love the scriptures. And we thank you that the scriptures actually show us that you are a God that speaks in many ways. 
And so I do, Lord, I bless this community um, to be a people that are open to the infinite ways that you speak. Or any area where we've said, I'm not going to receive you in that way. Lord, I pray that we would have the courage, even this week, and maybe even right now, just to say, God, I'm sorry. Like, I want to be open to the different ways you speak. And I just want to give you just a moment. If, this week, if, if you would like to just grow in this journey, in this, this lifelong journey of hearing God's voice, that you would just take a moment, even right now, before we let go, let out of here and... And just lift up a prayer and say, God, I, I want to recognize your voice this week. Lord, I believe you speak. I just want to be able to re- receive it like, like a radio channel. Like there's so many radio waves going on, even in this room. And, and it's like just turning that dial to pick up the voice of God and to recognize him and to lean into that. And so, Lord, I, I pray as you've already given us grace as a community to, to be a hearing church, to be a listening community that knows your voice. And, and I pray that this week, that all of us, there would be a freshness to your voice. There would be an awe and wonder moment where we're like, wow, God, you're that good. Wow, you're, you're that close, you're that faithful. And so Lord, I bless this community this week to not only hear your word, to hear your voice, but to then say yes and to walk in obedience. Lord, make us more like you who is the head of this church and every church. Form us into your image in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We bless you guys this week as we continue to fast. Remember, Monday, tomorrow, we're not going to have our prayer room due to the weather, um, but we'll be picking up hopefully Tuesday. We're going to have our ministry team up here. If you're like, man, I would love somebody to pray for me to be able to hear the Lord more clearly, man, we would love to pray with you. If you get any other needs, we would love to partner with you. God bless you guys. Enjoy the snow.